But I want to go into a story in 1 Samuel chapter 1, and it begins with the story of a man who had two wives. That's a whole separate sermon by itself. Why would a man want two wives in the Old Testament? Did it work? And the short answer is no, it doesn't work. But this sermon is about the two wives. One is named Hannah, and the other is named Penina. And today, I wanted to kind of look at these two, and we didn't read it in Scripture, but I'll share a little background introduction to each. And so we start with Penina and Hannah, and they are two people who in chapter 1, God will bless, but they have two very different responses to God's grace and blessing in their life. And so, first, Penina. Penina, she has a lot of good things to be thankful for. Uh, she is married to a wealthy man, Elkanah. He's got it all. He's able to go back to trips. He's got money. Uh, she's one of two wives, but she was probably feeling good about herself because Hannah couldn't have any kids, but she could. So she said, I'm the better wife for Elkanah. Uh, she has a home. She has a good life. She has all the food, and she's living well. And so it's not a stretch to say, if we go to El Penina and say, Penina, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And we asked her, are you thankful? What do you think Penina would say? She would say, you bet your life I'm thankful. I am very thankful. I am a grateful person. Of course I'm thankful. I don't think anyone would deny she would say that. And so how did she live out? being blessed by God to have children, to live in a great home. How does she live this out? Well, verse 6, it tells us, And Penina, she used to provoke Hannah, the other wife, grievously to irritate her. Why? Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. How do you live out this gratitude? You pick on the rival wife who couldn't have kids and you say, nana, nana, nana. Look how much better I am than you. Oh, you bet your life I'm thankful though. Hmm. So she provokes her wife and I think she has a reason because it says Elkanah would always give Hannah double portion. Probably because Hannah didn't have any kids and to give her one portion was too little. But he also cared for his wife, Hannah, whom he loved. And so, for Penina, the way she looked at her children and God's grace was very different. Um, if God is the one who opens and closes the wombs of women to have kids, who should Penina be thanking? God. But you don't hear that in the story. And how does she view these children? She didn't view them as God's blessing in my life. She viewed them as, as trophies. Look at my beautiful kids. Look how much better I am than you are. And so her children became her identity, power, and possession. So God's blessing for us becomes our value, our worth, our trophy, our, our purpose for living. It could be sports for some. It could be your job. It could be your house. So we're thankful, but we're thankful that we got stuff that defines us. We're not thankful to the giver. And so she was thankful, but not to God. And the sin of Penina is this, that her sin is the opposite of faith. 
and gratitude. It is this attitude of self-sufficiency. Like, I could do this. I'm okay. I, I did this all by myself. Look how fertile my body is. Hannah, your body can't give birth. It's this idea that she has that I don't even need God. Life is going really well. I got a good job. My body's looking good. Health is, you know what? I'm thankful to God, but deep inside, I, I did it all. It, it's me. And so this is why in her heart, there is no gratitude. In her heart, she really thinks it's all her doing. And everything is hers. She's entitled to it. And here's the worst part. There is no room for generosity in Padina's heart because it's all hers. I'll give you some, but let me think about it because this is all mine. I worked hard for this. And so Penina is never mentioned. If you Google her name in the Bible, that's really weird. Google her name in the Bible. If you look up her name in the Bible, she is no, not mentioned at all beyond 1 Samuel chapter 1. This is all she gets. Then we have Hannah. Hannah's loved by her husband. She couldn't have any kids. And so we're told that this was deliberate, that the Lord had closed her wombs for a reason. What that tells us is God had a purpose. God has a timing. God has a reason that Hannah doesn't know yet, and it stinks for her, but Hannah, just trust me. Like the reader, we're getting that God is doing something here bigger than what we imagine. And so why did God close her womb? Why would God do this? That's kind of cruel. Just give her a baby already. And there's a few reasons when you look at the Bible why God delays in answering our prayers right away. Just as a side, how many of you are glad that God didn't answer every wish and prayer of your life? Let me say that again. How many are glad God didn't answer every prayer and wish of your life? I am. Because he knows better than what we do. God, why don't you give me what I want? Because that's not what you need. You just don't know it because you're only 12 or 25 or 45 or 95. And so, Hannah, why would God do this to Hannah? We are more like Penina than Hannah, if you think about it. The reason God closed our womb is because we are more like Penina. We think we could do it. We could accomplish it. Positive thinking, I could do it all. And we have this arrogance, self-sufficiency. And the way God works is he only works with people who humble themselves and to realize, God, I can't do it, but you can. I give myself fully to you. Do you get that? People of grace will be moldable by God and be used by God who are not self-sufficient because you're smart enough, you're, smart, you're great enough, but because you're dependent on God. So after a while, Hannah gets a baby. Um, verse 17, we're told that as she's in a temple crying out to God, Eli comes. Eli thinks she's drunk because she's praying without saying words. She explains everything to him, and he says, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant you petition that you have made to him today and so we find out she goes home she has a baby and when she has a baby she names it Samuel and unlike Penina this is key she knows fully well who provided this child it wasn't from her good fortune 
It was God's care to provide Samuel. So listen to her prayer in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Um, so in 1 Samuel chapter 2, this is the, in the next chapter, there's a long prayer that Hannah gives. And this is what she says. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. She says, there is nobody like you. You are so amazing, God. Uh, friends, Thanksgiving. I hope that you could pray that in your home this week. Gosh. There is no one like our God. Verse 5 and 6, this is what she says. The barren, that's her, has born seven. She didn't have seven kids. It's just saying seven is perfect. She says, God has given me perfect blessing of a child. For there is none besides you. There is, uh, for, but she has many children, is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. So she knows who is the provider of this child. She knows that God is the one that has every grace for her. And so here's the thing. Penina and Hannah were both thankful. Ooh. Penina and Hannah were both thankful. I'm going to say that one more time. Penina and Hannah were both thankful. But here's what separated them. Hannah knew it was God's grace for her, that she has every blessing. Penina was thankful just because she's got good things. And I just want to make the first point. There's a difference between just being thankful. Even criminals are thankful, aren't they? Criminals are like, I'm glad I'm thankful to God I didn't get caught. <laughs> uh, sometimes you speed and you're p- police, you're breaking the law and you're like, God, you pray. You become like, you have a prayer meeting in your car. Lord, if you would just let me off the hook, I would give you. We're thankful when we don't get a ticket. The, the Hannah's thankfulness is, God, you're the provider of everything, period. It's your grace. And so Hannah's prayer is remarkable. And so I wanted to talk about this. How is true gratitude? What is true gratitude? If Panina is thankful and she could be a real, like a, like a wrong, mean person, how can true gratitude look in our lives? How is gratitude to God's grace lived out? And so I want to share this. Well, Hannah, she has a child. She made a promise to God. If you give me a child, I will dedicate him to you. I will make him a Nazarene. He won't get a haircut. And so when she, verse 22, is, the time has come, um, baby's still young. This is what she says. As soon as a child is weaned, I will bring him so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. So basically, Hannah's saying, I'm going to remember my promise to give this child to God fully, but let me wait until he's weaned so he could live on his own. And right there, what do we see? True gratitude is lived out because she doesn't debate. She doesn't argue with God. She doesn't say to God, you know, God, at that time I was desperate. I was kidding. Um, can I give it to you for a summer camp? Can I, can I give it to you for one year? She, she says, when the time is right, God, I'm going to give you my child, my only child, the child that you blessed me with so that he could be yours. There's one word in there. What's that word? Forever. Completely opposite of 21st century parenting. Sports world, school world, we see this. Parents, they rule their child. The children are their life. 
They, they worship their children. They, their whole life is around their children. Don't you dare mess with my child. And here is Hannah. I didn't have children. God, you gave them to me. He is fully yours. Parents, wow, what a model to look at our children and say they are fully yours. If everything in our life is from the Lord, everything, your breath, the, your ability to live and wake up this morning, your job, your brain, your ability to go to school, everything we have is from the Lord, should we not consecrate and dedicate everything to the Lord? Like Hannah. This is gratitude in grace. That everything we have is consecrated to the Lord and we give him the first fruits of everything. So this is what it looks like. If we assume that we accomplish and we have everything you have, your life is blessed, but it was your job and your doing, this is how we think. Everything is mine. I'm the provider. But if we assume that God is the provider of everything, it's his grace that we're here. Thank God, guess what? Everything belongs to him. He is the provider. That's why generosity for those who know grace increases. Because how can you give that away? It's the Lord's anyway. And so real gratitude always leads to generosity. So I want to show you a video. Um, real gratitude. So this is a clip. I'm not going to show you the whole clip. It's too long, but I'll, I broke it up into pieces. He's doing an experiment. What would happen if you give a homeless person $100? Watch. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right. I'm Josh. I'm Thomas. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I just tried to make him up to give me something to eat. I just want to, like, give it back to people. Yeah. Not going to be that much, but... Hey, anything's appreciated. Oh, good. It's just a hundred bucks here. Oh, no way. Yeah, just keep it. It's your money now. Oh, that's... It's what, you know... No, oh, really, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, it's yours. I'm starting to tear up. No, it's there. okay. That's like incredible. It's okay, it's all right. I've never... Can I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I've never had... This in my life. Nice meeting you. I hope you can, you know, have a good use of all that money. It will be, sir. Okay, great. See ya. Okay, pause there. What do we think he's going to do with it? And so this is the part. They follow him. Audio. Yeah, just keep filming. Just make sure he doesn't see you. Uh, he just came out. What do you get? Alright, let's go across the street. Let's go, go, go. Let's go. Go follow him.
giving them food. I'm gonna talk to him. Thank you. Oh, hey. hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, actually, uh, come here. I need to talk to you. I was following you the entire time. Oh yeah. After I give you the money, we were <laughs> there's a camera. My camera is right there. You see a camera? Oh yeah. Do you even know them? Like no. I feel like I owe you apologies because I I. You went to a liquor store, right? Earlier? Oh, you thought I was gonna get all smacked up drunk, huh? I thought you were gonna, actually, I thought you were gonna buy like alcohol or something. Yeah, yeah. but there's things money can't buy, and my own, I get a happiness out of what I'm doing. No, no, no. Here. I, I, I'm fine. No, you, you, you just touched my heart, you know, this is another, this, this is not a hundred bucks. No, this is, what? I, I want, this, this, I want you to keep it. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I'm stunned by. I don't know what to say. Usually, I'm pretty talkative. How how you end up to you know like where you are right now? Basically, I was living with my parents, and my stepdad had cancer, and they were getting hospice, but it didn't cover. The insurance only pays so much. I quit working because I had to be available, and so he passed away. And uh, then two weeks later, my mother passed away from kidney failure. The building they're in is being sold, the condo. And I all of a sudden found myself homeless. That's it, been like four months now. And there's a lot of people that are just victim of circumstance. And they didn't go homeless because they're late, you know what I mean? Lazy or like no, drug addiction. It or... could be a divorce and one thing leads to another. The man sells his boat, his home, everything. And all of a sudden he finds out he's got no money. And he's, you know, there's a lot of good people that are homeless. If you're doing good, you somehow be on a scene. Bump into good people, that's all there is to it. You're, you're on a different path somehow in life. I can't explain it. Good saying you again. Can't believe that just happened. Wow. Hannah knows that everything she has is from the Lord. So when she says, to Eli, therefore I have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. Do you think she's making a sacrifice? Yes and no. Sure, it's his, her child, but he comes from the Lord. He belongs to the Lord. I'm giving him back to the Lord. See, when we encounter grace, <laughs> generosity is not hard. It's not a sacrifice. We heard that from our missionary to Thailand. He's like, some of you think I'm making a sacrifice to go to Thailand. This is a joy. And so the difference between Hannah and Penina is this, that Hannah knew that this, everything belongs to the Lord. It's consecrated to the Lord. But we live in this my generation, mine, 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 mine. And so we give to God leftovers, not everything, when it's really everything belongs to him. And he's letting us keep whatever is needed for us. And so biblical thanksgiving, if you look at it, Biblical thanksgiving is not always a response of thank you. Oh, God, you gave me that thank you. It's totally the opposite. It's acknowledging the goodness of God as the provider and thanking him and worshiping him. And there's a part two. Biblical thanksgiving, the word thanksgiving in Hebrew is not just thank you. It's also confessing our sin. So thanksgiving in the Bible has this two part. I don't deserve it. I'm a sinner. You are God. You are worthy of worship. That's biblical thanksgiving. It is thanking God for the person he is, not what you received. And so we see this in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, um, verse 4. 
And then we see him then praising God. We see this in Leviticus 6, 26, 40, where he, they're using the word gratitude with, I'm a sinner. I confess that. And so biblical thanksgiving gives glory to God and recognizes our sinfulness and death without God. This is why it's grace. Do any of you deserve to be here alive? Do I deserve to be here alive today? No. This day is grace. Can we say amen to God? And when you recognize that, that you're not entitled to what you have, but you're given it by the grace of God when we don't deserve it, you understand gratitude, generosity. This man, um, a lot of you thought, oh, there he goes to the liquor store. But wow, it wasn't costing him anything. As soon as he got something, he wanted to give it away. And that's what it does. The cry... um, the cry of the gratitude is grace. This, that is the cry of gratitude is grace. And it's all about, it, it is all about giving everything back to God. It's about you, God. It's not what I get from you, God. It's about you. And so I want to wrap this up with this. There's a key to deep gratitude for today. It's not about having a child, and that could happen. It's, about, it's not about getting the right job. And in Hannah's prayer, chapter 2, she adds this in her prayer in the middle. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. And what's weird about this, and this relates to us in a moment, she doesn't say, God, you're the God who sends people to hell and death. Did you hear what she says? She says, you're the God who brings down. You descend into hell and you raise up. I'm going to say it one more time. You are the God who would go to death for us, that you may be raised up. Friends, where have we heard that ludicrous idea in our lives? Where do we bring hear this idea that God is a God who descends to the death and rises up? Who has done that for us? Jesus Christ is the ultimate expression of God's grace to you and me who did not deserve it. And because of Jesus, you can thank God always in every circumstance because we thank God not out of what we get. We thank God out of who God is. Amen? So when the bad news comes, when the sickness comes, when, when there's a news that we didn't expect to hear, we could say, even in this, God, blessed be your name. You give and take away, but my heart will choose to say, bless your name. If you're thanking God this Thanksgiving only because you have good, you're halfway there. In this Thanksgiving, lead your family to thank God for the good and the bad because God is a God. We do not deserve, but he gives himself to us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, forgive us for being people, starting with my heart, who constantly battle with this idea that I've earned it, I I worked hard at it, this is all mine, and I'll give you some. God, teach us to be people of grace, because we're saved by grace. We're saved by the God who went to hell for us so that we don't have to. God, 
May you open up our hearts and eyes to see the wondrous beauty that you are, that you hear the cries of the people who cry out to you. And may we be faithful people to you in all circumstances because you are a faithful God who holds us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.